Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Kui here. We are going through yet another song. Uh, today is Helpless, and just before we get to today's song, please follow the show at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to come on the show, if you disagree with what I said about Helen Back or any other songs we've done recently. Uh, we've got the iTunes if you want to leave a review. We've got Patreon there as well. And, the, you know, they say that you should never meet your heroes, especially your <laughs> podcasting heroes. And anyone that does... I've, I've spoken at length on the podcast before about single podcast theory. I am a giant fan of Pearl Jam. I am a giant fan of podcasts, clearly, that are dedicated to bands that go through the discography, the bootlegs, the, the oeuvre. And uh, today, I welcome Brad Blazik from Single Podcast Theory. Brad, how's it going? Hello, Tom. Hello. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm awestruck slightly. Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> hey, hey, that goes both ways, man. When you say, uh, don't meet your heroes, I'm like, he's talking about... <laughs> me not meeting him yeah 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 well, this is this is cool dude i i do i love your show too thank you man thank you and uh, as i said before single podcast theory is um it's it's, well, it's two brads uh, brad brad blazik and brad lyons and what i love about the show is that you guys are effectively strangers right that sort of met through metal at your podcast and then as yeah. the show's gone on you know, you often Brad Lines is always trying to work out your personality. Like you're such a contradiction, <laughs> and that's what's great to listen to because we're sort of learning who you are with each other. You know. Yeah, we we. I, I mean, I met Clint, who was essentially a stranger. Mm-hmm. Went to see Metallica in St. Louis, and um, we got to talking about Pearl Jam. He's like, "Oh, my buddy Brad, my best friend, is is a is a big fan too." And you know, the rest is history. We we kind of hooked up and started doing the show. So it's it's been really fun and therapeutic for me. I mean, I am in awe, really, about how much of a fan you guys are. You especially <laughs> seem to always yeah. know about bootlegs and X and Y. And, you know, I love hearing about you driving to get the records. And I think I've heard the story before you work at like a, a theme park and you had like Temple of the Dog and the single soundtrack. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I worked at a, a Six Flags. Six Flags. In it. When I was in high school and my my manager, he had a bunch of like, uh, I guess you consider like underground music because at the time none of that stuff was really out there. Mm. But yeah, we had Temple of the Dog and the single soundtrack and I just would listen to that stuff religiously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the Temple of the Dog album to me is one of the greatest albums ever made. I just I, I adore that album. And yeah, I think, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about Pearl Jam selfishly before we get onto Metallica. So any Alpha Metallica diehards who for some reason think fuck Pearl Jam, has there been any crossover between Pearl Jam and Metallica? I was trying to think, I can't think of any time there has been. The the only one thing I know is that uh, I should have studied up on this. There's Mm. a song on Death Magnetic. Mm. That is very reminiscent. Oh, there of, is, yeah. Um, Cyanide, is it Wygo? Yes, yeah, it has exactly the same riff. And I remember hearing that in 2008 when I got Death Magnetic, and my friend Chris is a diehard Pearl Jam fan, and we both said it at the same time. And the riff's very sort of open string 5 7, like it's a very typical riff. But yeah, they they pretty much ripped off Stone Gossard in that song. Yeah, yeah. And I never knew I didn't I didn't hear it right away. Mm. So when I saw it come up on online um and it just said like cyanide and why go mashup i thought oh this is going to be crazy and then i heard it and i'm like oh it is the same song that's that is crazy 
Now, um, you know, you guys are, as I said before, in, you know, incredibly huge Pearl Jam fans. I, I'm into Pearl Jam. There's lots of Pearl Jam stuff that I really mm-hmm. like. I've been into them for, for quite a long time. And the first CD that I got of them was actually Rearview Mirror, The Greatest Hits. Right. And that kind of spells out. And I know this kind of goes for every band. They have a hard side. They have a soft side. But that Greatest Hits was quite cool because it was like the sort of, you know, off he goes is on one track and then Spin the Black Circle is on another. And personally, I've always liked the heavier rocking stuff. I can't get my head around that both you and the other Brad yields your favorite album, right? Uh, No Code. No Code. Sorry. Sorry. No Code. I knew it was one of those two. No Code over 10. Really? In your heart oh, yeah. of hearts, really? Yes, definitely. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Now I love ten. Oh, you yeah. know, Lions put took ten pretty far down on he his does. list. But why do Pearl Jam fans kind of hate ten, Loki? Don't they? Even though, like, I understand why because it's kind of the debut breakthrough, whatever. It's the, everyone associates it with Jeremy. What the fuck? But yeah, right. I th- I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, he loves ten. Mm. I think it's it's just for him and some of the people that say they don't love that album as much. It's not that they don't love it. It's just they've heard it a million yes, times. Sure. Because if you were, if you were, you know, uh, alive and aware in 1991, 92, mm-hmm. I mean, they played the hell out of those songs. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah. but for me, it's like, yeah, they did because <laughs> they're awesome songs, and I could still to this day listen to them over and over but i get some people being burned out on it yeah it's interesting i'm just on pearl jam's spotify page now which is kind of a snapshot of the listening habits and yeah the top four songs are all 10 songs with yeah. last last kiss and daughter and yellow lead better kind of rounding up and i know brad Lyons isn't the biggest yellow lead better fan and i completely kind of agree with him like i totally know what he means but it's also right. just a very moving bit of gibberish right yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but I, I do. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, say it again. A, a moving, a, a moving bit a of moving. gibberish. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. It was really weird actually, because in the UK they just put Friends on Netflix uh, a few mm-hmm. months ago. So me and my girlfriend have been sort of rewatching episodes, and we watched the finale. And I forgot that Yellow Ledbetter closes Friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an, pretty... odd, an odd honor, like one of the yeah. biggest sitcoms of all time. But you know, pretty cool. Yeah, they don't, they don't. There, there's not a lot of uh, examples of their stuff being used in TV and movies. That's like true, yeah. they, they hang on to that stuff pretty good. But they're, it's out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're here to talk about Metallica. If you want to hear more about Pearl Jam, uh, Brad and Brad have you know infinite episodes. It's such a great bag catalog. And um, Clint has been on the show many times. Mm-hmm. Well, Clint kind of holds court on the show. I like Clint. Yeah. On. He's a bit, he's a bit more aggy on single podcast right. theory. Yeah, he takes he definitely takes over, but that's that's fine. I I, oh, yeah. I love that dude and I oh, love yeah. listening to him. And yeah. he knows he knows his Pearl Jam shit too. Oh no, he knows his shit. Yeah, I he's kind of become a bit of a guru for me. I I've just been getting into prints actually, and I and I sent him a message the other day, and he gave me loads of stuff to listen to. So oh, yeah, definitely cool. definitely appreciate that. But um, Metallica, I think I've heard you sort of encroach on the topic because you have been on Metal Your Podcast before. But just a quick history. You know, how did it start with the band for you? Um, my sister was dating a guy that was really, really into them. Uh, and this was like in 80, uh, 86, 87. And they just kind of came onto my radar when Cliff died because he was this, her boyfriend was such a huge fan and he was really upset. Um, but I didn't really start listening until right around when justice came out. And, you know, at that time I was not 
a metal kid. I was more into just like rock and like top 40 music. Um, I was a big, still am, but I was in those days, I was a huge Def Leppard fan. It's funny you mentioned Def Leppard. They're one of the bands that have been, I never really got into them, but I listened to High and Dry. Uh, recently, oh, yeah. fucking brilliant album. Yeah, really it's... like I, I like. They were always pour some sugar on me. They were from like mm-hmm. in, in England. They're a bit of a joke, even though they're big. But oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Slight, slightly, but you know, because it's like they're from Sheffield, which if you know Sheffield, it's like this dim steel town, and it's like where did this eighties right. rock come from? But but yeah, um, hit and run, just another hit and run. Yeah, what a song! Like big up Def Leppard. So yeah, so you're into Def Leppard, and then I, I've heard on the show as well that Justice is your jam, right? That's like your album. Oh, yeah. Yes, Justice is God. I mean, I love that album so much. Um, I mean, this might sound crazy because I do a Pearl Jam podcast, but I, I probably would say Justice. I like Justice more than anything that Pearl Jam's ever put out. Mm. I just I I can't say enough uh, how much I love that album. But yeah, I started listening to Justice, kind of blew my mind into the world of metal, and um, you know uh, we're gonna be talking about Helpless. I yeah. the twin records for those two three years before the Black album. That's all I listened to was Justice and Garage Days, and then I kind of started going back and listening to their first three albums. But yeah, for 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 about a year, <laughs> it's like all I listened to was Justice and Garage Days. Uh, yeah, that sort of era. Like I, I come from a slightly different generation where, right. you know, you know I, I mean, I'm 26, so I, you know, when I was younger, I bought CDs and didn't have the internet and blah blah. But it's just so mad these days, isn't it? On your phone, you you don't, you don't really live with records anymore because you can listen to whatever you want whenever you want. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely a, a different time, and I I. You know, I, I love the um, just how easy it is to, to have access to all this music, but at the same time, there's no time to let it breathe. No. You know, let these albums and songs breathe. I'm really at the whim of how much space I've got on my phone rather than if I actually mm-hmm. own the record or, or whatever. So going forward then with Metallica, um, you you and Brad were just on the show recently where you did your, the, the songs you like most, the songs you like least of each record, which was a, right. a, a really entertaining chat. And you were pretty blank on the load reload era, it seemed. So it's not right. as, for, I mean, talk to me about when the Black Album came out, because you would have been in the eye of the storm. Was it the biggest thing ever or? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was huge. Like it, with me and my friends and, um, it was like, oh my God, this album is coming and we can't wait. And it was a huge deal. And then when it came out, um, I wasn't so much like, um, oh, like, fuck this. Like, right. I, I, I liked the songs, but to me, it wasn't my Metallica. Mm. It wasn't, you know, Master of Puppets and Freight Ends of Sanity. There's a couple thrashers on there, but they're so few and far between that I was just kind of like, hmm, like, I don't know if I like this so much. Um, and now I've got a, a buddy of mine, my best friend, Don. He is very hard line. He, after just, when the Black Album came out, he was done. And he's wow. still done to this day. <laughs> still? <And> I, <laughs> yeah. Almost 30 years later. Don, yeah, give it up, yeah. man. Yeah, I've told him, dude, check out, you know, check out Hardwire, yeah. check out Death Magnetic. It's it's a, 
you know, it's a return to form. Mm, mm. Um, he's like, yeah, I've heard it, but I'm, I'm good. Sure. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can definitely, that was my initial reaction. I definitely like the black album and I'll listen to it and I won't skip anything. But to me, um, I, I kind of separate the band. I wish that the black album was a diff under a different name, a different mm-hmm. band name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I just don't see it as Metallica. Right. And it, I think if I could, if a different band had come out and recorded that album, I would, I could wrap my head around that. But those four guys that made those first four albums making this album, just, I still can't like wrap my head around it, but it's, it's great music. You know, it's, it's a great hard rock album and you know, well, I guess it's you could, just, you know, like like ten ten fans and fans of No Code. You know, it's, it's, exactly. a, it's a similar yeah. movement, isn't it? It's like it's Definitely. No Code's very different to ten. Like, yeah, um, yeah, and I don't know why that's okay for me. Yeah, <laughs> like in my mind, No Code is just genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Pearl Jam were always they had these, these sort of artistic aspirations a little more clearly, and they had more yeah. of a lineage as well. The members were coming from a lot of different bands. And yeah, it's not such a drastic change as no. going from one genre to another like no. they always pearl jam had that kind of stuff a little bit mixed in with their first few albums mm. and i want to I thank you as well because listening to your show has made me delve back into pearl jam and especially stone who i just i just worship i think as a songwriter as a guitar player is a genius and i've been listening to a lot of green river actually i really like that band they they were heavy man they were they were they were oddball and dissonant and like i think even more than mother love bone i actually probably prefer green river yeah Mm. i i i I might agree with you there i'd never um listened to green river as much until i started the show and we did a we did a podcast about it uh about them and i'm like i really like this like this is pretty cool sound yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I, I like Mother Love Bone. Don't get me wrong, but it just I don't know. It had this like glam affectation. Oh yeah, that, yeah. They're definitely more of like a of a glam just rock band. Where Green River was way more dirty and grungy. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew this was going to happen. I knew we were going to get sidelined. But let's <laughs> let's talk about uh, Helpless, which is from the Five Ninety Eight, the Garage Days re revisited EP, and it's the first song we hear. And of course, this is a track. These are all uh, covers. Uh, this is a cover by Diamond Head that we've covered on the show before. Am I Evil? I had uh, the music journalist Martin Popoff on to do that. It was like the fourth or fifth episode. That was a long time ago. I mean, Diamond Head for you, um, Brad, are you familiar at all? Or? Only because Metallica and <laughs> yeah. their covers, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that dude's voice, I tried to, to listen to them. His voice is very, like, operatic, I guess, or yeah. kind of kind of high-pitched and i i could never get into that yeah yeah the uh, i always try and listen to the original before we do before i make my notes on the cover and yeah his vocals way more vampy kind of andy wood-esque to a certain extent yeah, he's kind of yeah, more yeah. of a lead singery warbly and and the bass is is heavier in the original i always say as well diamond head this won't really mean anything to you but diamond head from Stourbridge, which is kind of near where i grew up i used to go for swimming lessons in Stourbridge, so it's just odd to think that diamond head came from Stourbridge, but you know they were a hugely influential band and one of those bands that, whilst you couldn't necessarily cl- class them as thrash metal, you can definitely see the influence on Metallica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this this version, Metallica's version, is is very faithful to the Diamond Head version. Yeah. Um, especially compared to the other four 
or five songs, however you want to count it, on Garage Days. Um, if if you, I don't know if you've listened to the originals of the other songs, mm. but they sound a lot different to me. They sound a lot yeah, different. Yeah, Crash Course we've already covered on the show, and I do remember that being mm-hmm. a slightly, slightly lighter, slightly funkier. I think they they they, they, yeah. they just sort of heavier up everything, don't they? They sort of oh, yeah. metallic yeah. metallicize it. And um, Helpless starts. With a bit of a whimper, I don't know if you hear, but if you turn the volume up, there's sort of talking and Lars counting into the riff. Mm-hmm. Sort of absent yeah, humming, it's weird. I think it's James is yeah. humming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and, and Lars is like, ready? <laughs> so, <laughs> And then we start with one of the freshiest fresh riffs I've ever heard. So simple, so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Just nothing to it. It's a duh, 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 duh. Like, it's just dunderhead, but it's satisfying. Yeah, and it's I just like that. Uh, again, I'm pro- I'm probably going to be comparing the two versions to each other a lot during this. But the Diamond Head version starts off with this kind of like jazzy ride cymbal, yeah. you know, and Lars just plays it on the hi hats, which he's kind of famous for not playing a ride cymbal. But I love the sound of his hi hats. On the, in the intro to this. The song, for those that haven't heard it, is pretty typical of this era, charging through. Clearly a big influence on the boys, and I like the way James sounds as well. He sounds very, very young here. And when they sing, when he yelps, helpless, I really like the guitar underneath. You know, it's very quick and, you know, very reminiscent uh, to me, a little bit of Disposable Heroes. And the, the song altogether, it doesn't necessarily reinvent the wheel at any points, but there's a reason why they continue to play it in their live set. Yeah, it's... it's... I I like that um, it's kind of it's it's kind of extended, like the the song kind of should end around four minutes. Yeah. And then they that Lars does this little dent dent dent, and then they go into like a crazy like extra two minutes of the song. Yeah, they add a guitar solo pretty much. Right. That, that yeah, and there. it's just yeah. the locomotion of the song as well. Um, it has that. That sort of that odd riff that they pull back to that keeps going up and up and up and up and building and building. And the song does have some real momentum to it that I really enjoy. And yet it's just kind of a it's it's just classic, isn't it? It just doesn't really do anything unexpected, but it's what you want to hear. It's Metallica just covering a band they love and enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think you're talking about momentum. I Mm. think um, a lot of that has to do with Lars goes into like a, a double bass kick mm. about I don't know uh, I want to say right before that in in that that second solo and he just rides those double bass drums all the way to the end of the song and it really gives it that you know like you said that charging galloping sound. And, and for, you were, the, for you, the second half of the song. And you're a drummer, Brad, or at least your, yeah, your, your, your Skype your <laughs> Skype profile pic yeah. has, uh, has a youthful you on drums. And I've heard yeah. you I've heard you speak about drums uh, a lot on the show. So, what are your opinions in general of Lars? Oh, I love him. Mm. I love him. Um, he gets a lot of shit for his live his live playing, but I think um, I just think he's one of the best drummers ever. Yeah, you know. Um, Again, you go back to Justice. I mean, they're so that stuff is so like prog rock, you know, prog metal. I don't know how you say it, but it's the the it's hard to play that stuff when you're first learning how to play drums because he's changing what he's playing so often, and he's not just playing like bass snare, bass snare. I mean, he goes back and forth and 
he just plays the drums. The the timing is so different to me. And he's still doing it. They're still slaying yeah. stadiums. You know, he's 54 mm-hmm. years old. This is hard music to play. I saw them uh, in, in Birmingham, and I know that you saw them with Clint as well. And I, I was really impressed with him live. I thought he put on a good show. I was too, because, uh, you know, I that was my first time seeing them last year. Um, and again, for, for 10 or 15 years, you know, all I've heard is about how terrible he is live. <laughs> and I, I don't think he's he's... I don't think he's a bad drummer live. I think what it is is I, the one thing I would say negatively about Lars is he doesn't play the, the same way he plays on a record. So it sounds different. Mm. But it's not like he's you know he's off or anything. He's just not playing exactly like he played on a record. And I think people take that as, oh, he sucks. They do, and it's the most generic thing to say about a drummer. And I, I've I've never really drummed like I play guitar, but I've never really got behind it. But he does have feel, right? Oh yeah, you know he's got soul. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's one thing I like about him is he is um, he plays. I th- I think I don't know, but it seems like he plays more to you know what he's feeling, or he's he's not just like coming up with. Um, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Sheet, sheet music. Mm. You know, it's like he's just playing what he feels to to these songs. Sometimes that comes off as kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but it's unique. I think exactly. Lars def- definitely has his own style. And it's kind of like, almost drumming is the least important thing Lars does in Metallica. Like, yeah. you know, he, he's, mm-hmm. their, he's their promo agent, he's their personality, he's the driving engine, he arranges all the songs. You know, the, the influence this guy has had on the music is, you know, insurmountable. And I should say, as well, talking of influence, uh, Diamond Head, you know, this is just a little thing from Wikipedia here, very interesting. So, early on, you know, at their first gigs, Metallica would play Am I Evil, The Prince, of course, and another Diamond Head song that I haven't heard called Sucking My Love. I'll definitely have to uh, <laughs> seek that one out. And apparently the earliest known recordings of this song are a rehearsal demo recorded at Ron McGovney's house in March 1982. And the, the Metal Up Your Ass live demo recorded in November that year features a live rendition of Am I Evil. The Prince was also played, but the tape ran out too soon to catch it. Sucking My Love, apparent, sucking my love apparently exists on various bootlegs. Um, and interestingly, in my hometown of Birmingham on the 5th of November 1992 during the Wherever We May Roam tour Metallica played Am I Evil and Helpless with the original band members yeah that's cool that's pretty cool yeah 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 because I mean any of the bands Metallica have covered on Gary Jink they've paid for their children's college fees right right yeah exactly (laughs) it's such a great gesture some of the bands like Budgie for example like like they're a great band but they're an obscure Welsh band you know, no mm-hmm. one remembers Budgie. And uh, famously, they played Am I Evil at the Big Four show, where I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I remember reading this, that Tom Araya of Slayer uh, didn't come out because he, he didn't think it was a very good song. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, I dude, think... that's not the point. Like, Right. Yeah, the whole point is, like, we're getting everybody together yeah. to be out here for history, yeah. and he doesn't like the song. Come on, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, and then on December 5th, 2011, Brian Tatler, the lead singer, and Sean Harris, the guitar player, uh, joined the band on stage at the Fillmore to celebrate the 30th anniversary shows. They played The Prince, It's Electric, Helpless, and Am I Evil. Uh, Metal Your Podcast early on did a fantastic episode on the 30th anniversary shows. Definitely seek that. I'm sure they mentioned it there. But um, any, any, any closing thoughts on Helpless? Brad um I just I I love this song um 
I don't know. It's mm. just I I love like I've said Garage Days the the original five five track EP was was very um you know part of my life at that time like you know I'm like 14 or 15 and I just I love it so much. <laughs> I love I love the melody as well. The I can see the scars, I can see what's going on. Like it's just so 80s in a, in yeah, a, in a know, beautiful the, sense. The lyrics, like I, I for a long time I wasn't positive what he was, what the, the lyrics <laughs> right. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I hear them now, because you know you can look them up online, I'm like, this song is pretty cool. He's the 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 uh, narrator or however you want to say it is talking about wanting to be you know like making his dreams come true of playing music in front of people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and like that's pretty cool yeah. like that's gotta, gotta fill this hall tonight you said yeah, yeah yeah like you wouldn't you know there's not a lot of like um uplifting like self-help type lyrics coming out of metallica you know so that's that's pretty cool that that's what they're singing about in the song and it's you know, Metallica is singing those lyrics at a time in their career where they were kind of on that threshold. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the song has been performed 64 times. Uh, the first time was March 14th, 1982, as we alluded to earlier. Uh, the last time was April 7th, 2018 in Stuttgart, Germany. So they played it about two or three months ago. I'm sure they're going to play it to the end of their career. It's just yeah. sort of a, you know, a jabbing in the arm, a really, a really fun song to put together. And yeah, Diamond Head, yeah, another one of those bands. I just, I, I always say this, but I love the fact that Metallica just have such respect for their ancestors, you know, and, and really, really put them on the map. And I still need to do, I know a few people have emailed in. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, Brad, but in the early 90s, Lars did like a sort of new wave of British heavy metal compilation. Mm. It was no, like, I don't think I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, it was like a two-disc thing. Uh, I'll see if I can find it on here. Um, but yeah, it was a two-disc kind of just him looking back, really, and celebrating. Yeah, here it is. It's called New Wave of British Heavy Metal, 1979 Revisited. It's him and uh, Kerrang! journalist Jeff Barton, and it's two discs. And yeah, Diamond Head are on there, of course, and loads of other obscure bands like Black Axe <laughs> and Praying Mantis. Yeah. They sound they sound awesome. It, like if you, Black Axe are so obscure, they haven't even got a Wikipedia page. God damn, I need to listen to this song, Red Lights. But um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah. Maybe we'll do that in the future. It's got some good ratings there. But um, we'll close up with a few quick-fire questions, Brad. And I know this is difficult, but what is your favorite yeah. Metall- what, what is your favorite Metallica song? Oh man, uh, God, there's there's a there's a few that would vie for that spot, but I would probably go with. Well, you know what? Let me say this before I say my mm-hmm. favorite song. Um, I can't say a cover is my favorite song because it's a cover. But sure. speaking of Diamond Head. The Prince mm. is one of my all-time favorite songs by Metallica. So good. I, yeah. It's so good. And it's I think part of what it is is it sounds like it's you know, it's an outtake from Justice. It so really does, that intro riff. You're so right. Yeah. It's got that same real dry production on it, but it's I that's that's up there with my favorite but i i would probably go with freight ends of sanity oh my god yeah yeah we've already covered that on the show that's a that's a terrific yeah song. i mean th- there's just i love the the choking complex labyrinth like nature of justice it's just such a slippery mm-hmm. riffy like they like you know they really went inward and produced their most complex challenging work there 
Yeah, definitely. And that that song it, again, kind of like helpless. It's it like you think it's gonna end, and then they kick off into a third and fourth crazy mm-hmm. guitar solo. And I think that's part of what I love about that song so much that it just keeps going. And we discussed Justice is the favorite album, right? Mm-hmm. So let Definitely. me let me twist on the head a little bit just for Brad Blazik mm-hmm. special. What is your favorite Pearl Jam song? I'm sure you probably said it on the show before. But oh God! Is there is there one? Yeah. I, is I, it I, I'm open? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of achieved like meme status on single podcast theory. No, it's it's not I'm open. Um, I I would I'd have to go with black. Mm. Even though uh, it's not on my favorite album. Black is no code, but black is man. Black is that just, I love that song. And it's really, I mean, like a lot of Pearl Jam fans, that song is like just so super meaningful, you know? Yeah. 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 Black. Yeah. Black's an incredible track. I mean, I'll t- let me just throw some Pearl Jam songs that I love at you. Cause I never get to talk to anyone. Who's yeah. Like um, deep off 10. Mm-hmm. I think Deep's yeah. an incredible song. Absolutely. Yeah. Incredible. I love the slidey riff. It just feels so unchained, and Mike solo early on, it, oh, it's just heavy. Yeah, that that I don't know the the if it's a pedal or what kind of effect he has, mm. but that opening that opening guitar sound with that like wah, 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 yeah, wah, wah, yeah, I, yeah that is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, always loved glorified G. Yeah, I I, I, I I think it's the best Pearl Jam guitar solo that closes it. I, I know it's kind of controversial, but I love his like Leonard Skinner guitar solo that ends it because yeah. the whole the whole song's kind of like it's kind of like a sort of gun rights song, isn't it? Yeah, well, anti-gun mm. song. Anti-gun. I, would say. I think it was. What didn't the drummer say? Like, got a gun. In fact, I got two. I think one of the drummers. Yeah, at the time, he, yeah. He, yeah, Dave Abrazizi. He yeah. he basically lifted those lyrics from exactly what Dave said. Like somebody asked him, like they were kind of horrified like you bought a gun yeah and he was he said like yeah in fact i bought two <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> and, okay man because i love god right. <laughs> <laughs> and eddie actually wasn't part of that conversation he was right. kind of off to the side and just overheard the other guys talking mm, mm. uh off he goes i've always think that's one of their best ballads yeah, great song. Like, really, I have the most nerdy memories of that song. I remember getting into that song when I was, like, 13, and I used to play this online RPG that was the Star Wars RPG, and I was listening <laughs> to this album, and I remember going across, like, some pixely Tatooine and listening right. to Off He Goes and, like, being quite moved <laughs> by it. So, yeah, I love Off He Goes. I mean, an album, you know, I've got to say, I haven't listened to Binaural or Riot Act. I just literally don't really know those songs and i know yeah. you're gasping inwardly and i, yeah. I apologize <laughs> to all the uh apologize fans out there uh you recently covered the avocado record their self-title from 2006 which, which i love which has my favorite song on it unemployable which is just um lyrically uh a really moving interesting topic that Jam don't really touch upon yeah it's sort of yeah. a guy, a guy losing his job, or the stress of of bills and family, and but it's as you said on the show, it's done in a very sort of anthemic seventies FM radio way. Like, yeah, it's it's really got like a like a happy seventies rock vibe mm. to it, despite it. Be- and I think the one of the things that's maybe not appreciated so much with people who don't apologize, I'm like Mike and Stone. They're like uh, Mick and Keith to me. Like as guitar players bouncing off each other rhythmically, they're always really interesting. 
Yeah, those two dudes are are super underrated. Yeah, I mean, Mike, Mike, his solo work is insane, and you never hear either one of them. And and Stone's songwriting is incredible, and you never hear either one of those dudes on like top whatever guitarist. No, you know? no, no, you're completely right. Um, Mad Season. I remember the man Brad Lyons wasn't too much of a fan. That upset me. Yeah, me too. That's a that's a great, <laughs> great Mike album. McCready album. Oh, November I mean. Hotel. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, right. yeah. Long gone, long gone day. Right, long gone. What's that song called? Uh, you know what? You know the one I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. So, yeah. so much blood. I'm starting to drown. Is is how it starts. Yeah, which is very yeah. metal, very Diamond Head, perhaps. But um, and yeah, and then and then finally, one of my favorite Pearl Jam records is Backspacer. I think I think it's an amazing mm. album. Well. Some people don't yeah, like it. Some, yeah, some people don't like, <laughs> some it. People don't like it. But I think stuff like um, uh, Got Some, The Fixer, Supersonic, it's just like, it's rocking Pearl Jam, you know. Yeah, it's it's all right. <laughs> don't it's, do this to me, Brad. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, the, the few songs I do like on there, I like a lot. Mm. But the, the ones I don't like, I just really don't don't love you yeah know? yeah there's a few on there that don't really vibe with me i agree yeah, yeah. and then like, but again yeah. i mean we've said it we've said it on our show a million times we all 10 of their albums we love mm. you know but you have to you have to rank them and there's some that just don't stick as well as others but i don't think there's a there's definitely not a Saint Anger turd in the bunch. <laughs> now, I, I quite like Saint Anger, but I but I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, there isn't like a sort of bad. Oh, yeah, I would agree. I wouldn't say there's necessarily a bad Pearl Jam album. Really. Yeah, um, yeah. Although Lightning Bolt, because I was so hot on Backspace, I was so excited for Lightning Bolt, and I I've not listened to it too much to be honest with you. But none yeah. of it really stuck with me, and I've got to say, I found the song Lightning Bolt. I don't know. I found it a bit almost cheesy. It felt like just a big stadium oh, song. Man. Yeah, I, that's why I love it. Okay. I, okay. And I saw them play that live for the first time ever. Um, right. In Chicago oh, in 2013. You were, you, it was were the, like, you were at the Wrigley shows, right? Yeah. What the yeah, fuck, I've been at man? all of all that's three of them. Yeah. Lightning Bolt is like half and half. Like the first five or six songs, like the first half of that album are fucking great songs. And mm. then it just drops off. Like the last three or four tracks are just like slow and like yeah just, yellow moon like sucks yellow moon y- yeah sucks, like. I, and i hate saying that because we've got a listener that just that's like her favorite song yeah and I, I feel so bad every time i say it but i just don't <laughs> like that song i don't i have the same thing on this on this show where i i hate load and reload but i know so many listeners love right. it. i know clint for example they're like yeah. records and it's, whenever i say it, i just know that he's listening and he's getting annoyed yeah. so you know, i know he's just, uh, sorry sorry clint but um yeah and just to touch on the uh so pole jam for those not for, for any metallic fans that are still listening uh right. pole, yeah. pole jam um did some incredible shows at wrigley field and there was actually a documentary, uh, Let's Play 2, which we got in the UK recently on our sort of on-demand service. I watched it quite a few times. And it's brilliant. And one of the things that made me laugh was where they cut to those guys outside the stadium trying to catch the balls. The right. Foul, but they've never caught one. It's right. like, <laughs> that's dedication. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, just kind of a side note, I'm actually in Let's Play 2. Oh, my God. I was looking out for you, but I don't think I saw yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really quick. But it's very easy to tell because it's right during the credits. Ah. 
they go to a, a crowd shot and you will see one lone baseball glove being held up in the air. Right. And that's that's my baseball glove. And if you look between all the arms and faces, you'll see my face kind of floating in between. It's quick. Hmm. But I'm 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 in there. All right. And that was like pretty fucking cool when I yeah. saw that at the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful documentary and awesome thing to watch as well as a as a music fan, as a poetry fan, as a baseball fan, I guess as well, because it's a lot of oh, uh, yeah. the Cubs history that I've got to be honest, yeah. kind of went over my head. But but, I, but yeah. you know, I, I appreciate how momentous of a thing it was, and it was it was very very cool. So the final question, I mean, normally I ask, what would you do a podcast on other than Metallica, right. other than Pearl Jam <laughs> as well? Um, what, what's a band you'd feel confident to cover? Oh man, I mean, I could do Metallica. <laughs> so what have been done, bro? I could, I could jump in with the other fifty Metallica pods out there. Yeah. No, I mean, um, maybe Def Leppard. I've kind of, kind of got off good. the Def Leppard train um, years ago, but I mean, I'm into them enough. I could, I could jump I'm, back in. I'm pretty sure they stopped making albums in like the nineties though. And they just tour no. now. So no, they, they still, they've they put still out, got records they, out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to say it just in the last five years. Oh yes, you're right. Album. Sorry. Yeah. They've got an album called slang. Um, yeah, I've not heard that before, but I know one of their main guys died. Is that right? Like I, I don't really know the history that well, but yeah, their their guitar player died in ninety one. Damn. Okay. Ninety two. Right. Steve Clark. Steve Clark. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've no. had a lot of weird weird stuff happen to them. Obviously, their drummer, you know, was in a car wreck and yeah. lost one of his arms. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're they. Yeah, they've had some they've had some stuff. Well, you you know, Vivian Campbell is their new new. I mean, he's been in the band for twenty years, mm. but he was a guitar player with uh, with with uh dio right okay i didn't know that that's cool so yeah yeah the um i should i should say anyone listening who just wants a good rock album they maybe haven't heard high and dry by Def Leppard. but i want to say again bringing on the heartbreak you got me running uh there's that instrumental on there switch 625 like i was mm-hmm. i was really impressed how good yeah. of a record that was so yeah well just <laughs> they they went they turned they made oh, yeah. a hard turn so, to pop rock they did after that yeah, yeah. Um, so pyro- it, pyromania is pop rock. Then I haven't really listened to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, you've you've probably heard some of those songs. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure Rock I have, Pages yeah. is on there and uh, pyro- uh, Photograph. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want some good, well, Def Leppard was considered new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. They, yeah, sort of second wave, maybe or third wave. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, those first two albums are definitely more hard rock even some of the songs could be considered like acdc songs Definitely. i think that was some of the uh criticism was they they were like an acdc ripoff Oh right, interesting. I didn't re- yeah, so. I, I can see that with some of the riffs, definitely. And, and another band from that era that I know you're into your classic rock. Um, have you listened to Infinity by Journey? Oh yeah, Journey is incredible. What a record that is! Like I yeah. can't believe how brilliant of a guitar player Neil Sean is. Like, mm-hmm. his solos are so exciting. They're not, like, wanky. They're, like, really melodic. And, obviously, Steve Perry's brilliant. But, yeah, I was always a bit of Journey. Pff, but, like, Infinity is a record and a half. Like, really enjoy yeah. that. Well, they, I mean, like a lot of bands, they started out more of, of a, like, a rock band. And then they yeah. kind of went the top 40 pop rock route. 
which I like that stuff. Yeah. But man, if you dig into a lot of these bands' earlier stuff, they're they're pretty pretty great stuff out there. Definitely. I think Steve Perry joined. I think this was his first record, Infinity. I think they had like two or three albums before him as well, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, um, he was kind of on that Santana hype. I think Neil Sean was originally in Santana, and they're a bit more yeah. jammy and proggy. And I haven't really listened to them to be honest, but um. But yeah, anyway, uh, any I, I normally would say as well anything to promo, but obviously single podcast theory, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're on pretty much all the socials. Just if if you're interested in Pearl Jam, just search single podcast theory, and we should pop up on there. It's it's been be- it's been a beautiful thing. I think I've pretty much been listening from the start. I was made aware through Metal Your Podcast and all the emails that you guys get from people all over the world, all the story time and like yeah. You, you, I think <laughs> you devote like the first hour to emails. It's crazy. Yeah, we really do. It's kind of a it's it's hard because we we want obviously people to listen and some people have told us they don't really like the emails and then we get emails back from them saying you know what i do like the emails and so it's it's kind of a hard balance to try and because i mean we love getting these stories from people and it's it's hard to you know to not talk about people people's emails um but on the other hand i'm like well just you can skip past it (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i've done that before i'll skip past past the ads and stuff so um if you can get past the emails but there's some great i mean we get some great stories in there so i think you know i've learned this through your show that you know pearl jam are one of those bands that really engender a sense of family you know and a sense of legacy and lineage so it makes sense that people would would get in touch and and yeah i'm not just saying this because you're on the show i'm a huge fan of the podcast and anyone that's interested in pearl jam in the slightest should go and check it out you've done some uh some great stuff. So, um, yeah, is there anything else? I mean, can people follow you? Are you just pushing the brand? Uh, I mean, you can look me up on, yeah. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. I mean, you search, uh, gosh, I don't even know, Brad, <laughs> Brad Blazek, B-L-A-Z-E-K, yeah, or yeah. most of my stuff is, is under the name uh, Blad, right. which is B-L-A-D, and then 514. So, um but yeah, if you want, you can find me out there. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, we will be back uh, in the next, well, next week, uh, weekly as we are. We'll be back with Here Comes Revenge. Then we've got Hero of the Day, Hit the Lights, and Holier Than Now. So we've got a very cool month uh, coming up in the future. Looking forward to digging into that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the show. Uh, get at us at MetallicaPod on Twitter, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Patreon, iTunes is there. Brad, this has been a genuine pleasure. Thanks again, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much. I, I mean, I'm not just saying it, but I do. I love your show. And I, I, you know what I love about it is having different people on every week Yeah, is really gives you like a different perspective where it's just not, you know, it's not me and Brad every week talking about Pearl Jam. You've got different fans on every week. And I love that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think we've had like eight or ten countries on the show so far yeah Um, that's yeah that that's you know that's one thing that we haven't really been able to pull off yet is we want to talk to pearl jam fans on the show and mm -hmm. we just haven't been able to do it yet so you're doing you're doing a great job man i appreciate it bro yeah i I think i watched some of i think pearl jam went to chile 
earlier in the year, and I was watching yeah. some of their live stuff there, and it's like fucking hell, this band's huge everywhere. Like it's, yeah. quite, it's you yeah. don't sort of really you don't you don't sort of, like Metallica. You sort of imagine yeah they're going to sell out over Pearl Jam, you know, mm-hmm. just as big, just on that right. level. So yeah, everyone go check out Single Podcast Fury. Let us know in the comments, uh, you know, what you thought of the track, Helpless. Um, go check out the old episodes we've done on Diamond Head. Anything else? Go through the archives. But uh, Brad, again, thank you so much, man. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>